If you look around, there are so many ways to make a difference. At Capella University, our FlexPath format gives you a different way to earn your degree. Take courses at your speed. Move on whenever you're ready. Education should fit your life. Learn more at capella.edu. Now more than ever, people are focused on getting and staying healthy. Much more than primary care. PartnerMD provides affordable, individualized concierge care to help you make the most of your health without all the hassles of traditional health care. With highly trained physicians, medically advanced testing, and virtually no waiting, PartnerMD is better health care for an even better you. Visit PartnerMD.com to learn more. Hi there, I'm Adam Kibas, and this is my novel life choices there is a knocking on the door Shania is in a frenzy she hasn't heard from her husband Thomas for a while for days he didn't call this is not how he is this is not how Thomas acted in the past Thomas Duncan was always a man, a husband, who took great care for his family and who, who cared for everyone. Shania and her son, James, have been worried, sick. Something may have happened. And something does always happen. Happen to a black man, but happen to people in general. Here, everyone assumes the worst. Of of course, he may have got lost on the way, on the way to somewhere, didn't find his way home. What happened? And she didn't know anything. She, she phoned him. No one picked up. She asked around. She even phoned to the compa, to the post office, the place where Thomas Duncan works, but they told her that he did not appear to work and that they have been worried as well. This made some, this in a way was flattering for Shania, because she thought that her husband would work in a company who doesn't which doesn't even know his name people who don't even care about him he is only another token black man and then she phoned them she phoned them asked about her husband which she never did because she was afraid afraid that she would give away something afraid many black folks are that they would prove themselves or would fail to prove themselves in front of white folks that white folks would assume that they are somehow different stupid uneducated what have you therefore shania always refrained from from socializing with people or with work colleagues of Thomas. She 
never. She didn't want to harm him. She wants to be supportive. And Shania doesn't have the same education as Thomas. She didn't even graduate from high school. She couldn't because she lived in very dire circumstances. The home she grew up in was no place for any child or any youth whatsoever to come to his senses to accomplish anything. It was like something which dragged her underground and only narrowly, narrowly she saved and escaped from her circumstances, but yet she still inherited these circumstances in their thoughts, in all their worries, in all their inferiorities. It has seared itself in her brain, in her thinking, in her behavior, the words she chooses and the people she respects and disrespects. Thomas when she got to know him when she fell in love with him was her beacon of hope he was the man who, who brought order in her life he was the man who some sort of could stop the flood the flood that seemed to be life life that was about to sweep her away because she couldn't hold on to something of anything because she hadn't gotten any backpack with her. She was lost in this sea, in this sea, and even in this jungle of life. She was not prepared for it. Thomas helped her. He saved her. He gave her life structure, the very structure she needed, even simple structures like regular eating hours. This was not common in Shania's home because in, in Shania's home where she grew up with people ate when they are hungry and they were hungry all the time. You had to stuff and fill your stomach. The moment you you had something to eat, Shania remembers her childhood, mostly through hunger, that she had to wait for food or that she had to get somewhere food. And this makes her youth, her childhood bleak, no one took care of her. So because of this life, because that her life was always built on opportunity, because you have to have chance to get food, or you have to have get the right opportunity to look out for the right opportunity to get food. Her life, Shania's life, never settled down. She had never thrown an anchor because it was not possible. You had to look around. You had to have something to eat 
a human being needs something to eat. It is something that worries you. It is something that keeps you up at night. It is not easy. And it is physically and mentally devastating having to go to sleep with a hungry stomach. This is something you don't want to do. This is something which is gut-wrenching in, in a physical as well as in a psychological sense because then people ask themselves, even small children, why? Why me? And they always think about others. Yeah, but I have seen all others eating. I have seen those other children having enough. Why can't I have enough? Why do I have to sleep hungry? Why, why do I have to weep in my sleep? And these thoughts, these thoughts, they do not leave you. And these thoughts lead to you being not able to structure your life because you live from day to day you only and can only think from day to day and are not able to make plans to make plans about the future because you some sort of doubt whether you will find food the very next day whether you will have luck whether someone will have pity on you And Shania knew in her childhood that she had to break out of there, get to get away from there, that she didn't feel right, that something was wrong that is that has been going on, that had been going on in her life. And Shania did something she actually never told. Thomas, she couldn't tell him because she feared that he would not understand that one has to get on with life, that one has to survive, survive by any means necessary. And this means actually as well as to sell her body, to, to get something for it, to do something If it because this is the only thing that seems to be theirs, that seems to be the only possession someone has who has nothing, their own body. This is what you at least can sell. And these, these, these are the things white, white, middle class Marxists always talk about the poor they have to sell their body the poor they are being exploited but what do they know white middle white middle class marxists what have they seen about life no they only have read about it and and the rest are all imaginations but it was necessary and it can be 
made work as long as you you do not ask yourself why why am i am doing this why am i grabbing on life shouldn't i let go shouldn't i just make my peace with it well you still believe and this is natural and this all is the same with everyone that maybe something could become better like a gambler maybe you could gain something everyone was there frederick malham jason every one of them were there at this very point when they gambled and it was uh, their gamble of life when they assumed well maybe maybe i will have luck at once i had i had bad luck so far no matter whether some of their choices their they made had had destroyed everything they do not think about that no they think about bad luck and that they are and only they had been chosen to suffer but shania she could save her self she built something and she was proud of her son james she's proud of her home she's proud what she has has accomplished so far that her life has gotten a structure that she gets up every morning with a with a purpose she's she's the wife of a man she loves and she is the mother of a son who adores her she is she lives in a world and this is what she feels this is what life truly is for her she does need more but again then there are worries worries that do not leave you worries especially when you have grown up having nothing worries ail you why because you could lose it all that this life you have built that this is only mandatory why because you have never learned to enjoy it there were no good times in your life there were no moments where you could look back at and say well this at this very moment at this very time i felt good about myself and i learned how to enjoy my self i learned that you shouldn't be thankful for every opportunity no not at all that you have to think in a way that you deserve this this is what white middle class people have and what they do not grasp poor people do not have and this is the notion and the attitude that they deserve something good that happens to them this is what they have been grown up with that pleasure or life with all what it comes with whatever this might be wealth or just the feeling of joy that this is what they 
it is rough. And these middle class white people, they even assume that this is natural, innate in human DNA, that you have to enjoy something. It is not that you can choose your life. Well, this is sooner or later even the most most ob oblivious person no matter his social rank in society sooner or later he or she will grasp well you cannot choose your life you you cannot choose your opportunities everything that comes along you probably as a smart to grasp this chance however but to enjoy your life to to feel pleasure even to feel blissful without having bad conscience without the nagging conscience bites that you would actually not deserve it or that you do not feel un that you do not feel comfortable being joyful or that you do not do not force your luck you do not want to be too joyous you do not want to enjoy life too much because you fear well in a bad term or in a certain weird way of outcome you could some sort of force your luck in that way that you could lose it all so you maybe assume that life and life with joy blissfulness and that the the blissfulness of simple things like being with someone having a family having a roof above your ha head that this is not just just something ordinary no for someone who did not grow up in such secure circumstances these things are extraordinary these things are like a fairy t t tale and once and one day you could wake up of it and you could lose it all so how do you enjoy life? How do you do you nourish every every moment with your family? Well, this is belief and the hope in the future. This is the belief that your future will not get worse or that you do not have to fear something in the future. This is necessary so that you can enjoy the present so that you can be blissful without having to think about what will happen tomorrow or while I enjoy myself while I enjoy my time with my family am I missing something is there the ghost the nagging this unknown ghost sneaking in to my very home while I am not attentive and is destroying the very foundation of the home I have built of the life 
I am built because I was too cocky, too arrogant. I was too lax. I, I did not care enough. These are thoughts that ail you. Because even, even having fun in life, enjoying yourself, is something hard to do to us. And even exhausting if you are constantly ailed by these thoughts. And Shania is ailed by this thought because they, they, at first she met, she met Thomas, this man who gave her strength, who had brought structure in her life and who, had a, who has a good job. This man seemed unreal for her, something out of the world, someone she did not deserve, maybe. And she thought to herself, what would happen if I would lose him to another woman? What could I have that could hold him, that could bind him to me? Because love, what is love for someone who has never learned what love is? What is love for someone who has never gotten any affection? Well, love, maybe sex. As long as you are young and youthful, at least when you assume yourself youthful through your body, then you think that I can match all these others gorgeous women. But then things change the older you get. And this is the ailment of many people, man and woman, and the older they get, they fear that they are not able to hold their husbands or wives because they have only learned affection in that form that it is given to you for your body and that you experience affection only through your body. What is love? And especially if you have never received affection or love beyond your body, beyond your existence, beyond something just mere breathing like a pet or something. So this is, this has been ailing Shania for a while. What will happen if I lose it all, if Thomas does not appear one day, would it hurt? And it would be devastating. And then, of course, Shania thought about it and she thought about it a, a great deal. How could I make him love me? Could I understand love? What is it? Could I grasp and wrap my head around? There has to be more than just physical craving and physical pressure, but she couldn't figure it out. Maybe it is somewhere in the religion, maybe something you can find in the Bible or in the 
gospel. Maybe love is just being humbleness or just devotion. Who knows? And then Shania was struck a second time. Her son James was con was verified as smart, was attested having a superior mind. This black boy, this her child is extraordinary. This struck Shania. At first, of course, she was overjoyed. She loved, she loves her son. And that he's smart, she feels great pleasure for it. This is her son, her, her flesh. Even though she assumes that his wits may be derived from Thomas. However, but he's still a part of her and she sees it with a great pleasure. But she never, some sort of, sort of, projects herself into James. She never thought about the thought about what would have happened if she would have had all these opportunities. What would have happened if she would have discovered in her youth? No, she did not ask herself these question, questions. She did not live through Thomas, no, what she was bothered with was that she was forcing her luck. This is the second time she got something which she assumed I actually did not deserve it. This does not belong to me. Her life, how it was built, all seemed to be unreal, unreal because she feared that she might lose it at all, every moment. And while her husband and her son were her world and while they enjoyed their lives, Shania was always bothered, bothered that something may happen, something worse, and she could lose it all. Because this, this is something that does not happen to everyone. No, this is something you maybe see in the movies, maybe somewhere else, but this is no way, no way that this happens to a girl who had to, to a young girl who had to sell her body to get food. So when Shania heard, hears the knocking on the door, she is relieved at first. Well, this could be it. Thomas has returned. He didn't leave after all. This is proof he came back because Shania thought about it. Maybe he found another Woman, one of these young women who have a tight ass and still a tight pussy. Maybe he in the end decided otherwise because who knows, Shania has never come around to 
understand man, what craves and ails them. Because she couldn't understand it because she saw the world from a very different view. She was never satisfied or she is never satisfied with what she has. No, she fears this fear, this constant fear that she could lose it all keeps her at bay. That Therefore, she does not crave for more or does not crave for other man or or does not even dare to fantasize having another man than Thomas. This has become a taboo, a taboo with which could if not held, which could lead to conjure up evil spirits or conjure up Fate, fate, and everything could change. Everything could be turned upside down. Therefore, Shania lived in a sort of mental prison. Shania opens the door, and what she sees is not soothing. It is not Thomas, but Jason and Frederick. Frederick came to Thomas' home because he assumed that the application for Thomas' job went well. He assumed that Mr. Reynolds, who did not chide him, who did not who did not uh, look down on him, who pretended to be listening to him, who would be someone whom he can trust to, because Frederick Malhelm, because of his life, because of his circumstances and what he experienced, had only two categories for human beings, for, for everyone he interacted with. These were the ones who would see him as an equal. These were mainly his fellow homeless friends or those who look down on him. They were evil. Those men, those humans, he hated back. He hated them because they, he assumed, hate me. So when Mr. Reynolds made him feel comfortable in not chiding him, in not looking down on him, he actually felt flattered. He felt that he, he was hurt and he wanted to use this opera because he thought that he has to strike the iron while it is hot. This is the chance. This is his chance. So he had, he was lucky once and now he had to take over Thomas Duncan's life. His, his house had all his possessions. This is 
or this would be what fate demands from him, destiny. He had been waiting for this for too long. And he had, and this is what he assumed, lost out because all these years he was hesitant. He was not ready to grasp after luck. But now this would not happen again. Now he felt comfortable. Now he would not stop halfway through. Now he would not go back in the ways he had to live in. Now something had changed. Frederick Malham became hungry. He became eager. He wanted to, he wanted that his life, he wants that his life turns around and he is willing to do everything for it. So he got to Jason. He needed someone next to him because the task just to walk into someone's home and take it over was still daunting to him. He needed moral support and he needed someone to confirm that this is the right way, that he has the right to do so, that he has to take what is, what is right fully his, that he has to make up for everything that, that was taken for him. This is just this. This is what Frederick Malham assumed. This is just this and I will bring just this in the society. Therefore, Jason and Frederick went to Shania, went to Thomas' home. They wanted to dress up as policemen, but they understood that they probably would not get a police uniform, but they made up their minds that when they access Thomas Duncan's home, that they would pretend to be the police. And it was not far-fetched for Frederick and Jason, after all, because they thought of themselves as the true police, as, as the ones who bring justice to the world, as the ones who, who act on it and who some sort of point the finger of something that is in just of something that is word, something that is not right. And it was clear to them in their point of view that the life of Thomas Duncan, his family, his son, something was off of it. Even though Frederick and Jason, they were only interested in taking off and taking over Thomas Duncan's life because they thought they would deserve it more than him and his family. Yet, yet and because of their raw greed and because of their raw need for survival, they still thought that they would find something, something which would in 
criminate Thomas Duncan and which would make them to heroes heroes because they have found out about it. They have made a word that there was a crook in the society, that there was someone who was not playing right. And in their naivete, Frederick and Jason thought, yeah, people will be thankful to us and they will make their pace and they will understand we had to take what is ours. Frederick had even made up his mind when things comes to a push or shove, he would use violence. He is not going back. He is not going back living on this streets anymore. This is not his life and this was never his life and he won't return. So when they enter Shania's home, they have they have a stern look on their faces. They don't want to seem weak. Weak not only for others but as well as for them, they want to show commitment, even though it, there is some doubt in their minds whether this is rightful. Doubt that led to the fact that Jason, before they went to Thomas Duncan's home, got himself a stash of drugs. He stole it from a hustler and he wanted to and he wanted to put the stash in Thomas Duncan's home if it is necessary. So that in order again to prove the world that this is a crook and that this home, this life of this man is built on lies. So he wanted to make sure this is, this may be wrong, but yet it was necessary and Jason assumed either way there has to be something wrong with this guy. He did not deserve it and he all the time thought about, about Farah and that he would deserve luck and that he would deserve in his life something good that happens to him. Therefore, he took the stash of heroin and was, and was eager to place it somewhere in Thomas Duncan's home. And he was carrying it in the bag. He left his father's home back then all these years before. So when Frederick and Jason walk into Thomas Duncan's homes, walk past Shania without greeting her and walk into the living room. They for the first time see James Duncan, this boy 
this boy who didn't even know what he has done or why this is all happening to him. This boy or the envy of this boy which started it all, which brought all the wrath of these people upon him. He was the source. He was the focus of all attention. Frederick and Jason stared at him for a while. They stared at James, this young black boy, with contempt and with hatred. For Frederick and Jason, this young boy, he had it all. All these women, private school, a home, a roof about his head, a loving mother, a loving father. He was, he was someone who did not deserve this. At least Fre Frederick and Jason were sure of him. Frederick and Jason even thought that this young fella, that this young black boy had not experienced life and that they would be obliged to teach him, teach him life lessons so that he may never forget where he belongs because life is something you have to play truth fully. You have to be straight in life or else you get be punished. And this was punishment for this young boy of this where Frederick and Jason sure that they they are the new authorities and if they would be in charge these things would have never come so far in the first place but after a while when Shania Mrs. Duncan asked what this was all about they stared at her blankly, as if she would not be part of the picture. They said, Jason and Frederick, look at her for a while. They assume she looks clean, she looks healthy, she probably has enough food. She don't have to worry about anything. She don't have to freeze and she doesn't have any frost bites on her hands. And Jason and Frederick looked at this black woman as if she would be a, the, the wife of a billionaire, as if she would be the wife of someone who has it all and they hate and they start to hate her. They say to her, it is about your husband. He was locked away, thrown into jail. And they say it with pleasure, with a malignant smile, a smile which tells Shania, you cannot do anything about it. Now, Shania, of course, knew what this was all about, that she, what did she assumed that he may have been 
der Weg. Aber auf diese things because around black folks they will they are well aware what society or what happens around them and this was some sort of the fear Shania always had that one day one day it all her luck all what she had would be robbed of her that this would devastate her and that she would not be able to do anything against it. And when Sh Shania saw these two men who looked unhealthy, who looked like drug addicts in reclusion, who looked like someone out of a, a different world, a world she had tried to forget, to forget a world where someone had to starve, a world so far distant and yet still was with her present every day. She fought. The moment she sees these two men, she assumes, well, now it comes all down. Just so she's hesitant. She doesn't know what to say. Her husband was thrown into jail. She can, she can barely utter the question, why, why him? And again, Frederick and Jason smile malignantly because he is a criminal and criminals belong into jail. That's all she gets. Frederick is very proud of himself. Proud because he, he had found the strength to do it. He had shown courage because this was courage in the eyes of Frederick. That he went in there straight here. That, that he said what he had to say that he took what is what is yours. Frederick walks past Shania. He looks into Thomas Duncan's home as if it would be his. And he imagines, Frederick imagines how it would be that this home, when This home will be all his. He, he imagines his life, how it will be once he lives here, once he takes what is right fully his. That he doesn't have to freeze anymore, that he doesn't have to sleep outside on the streets anymore. This home, this very place, It belongs to him and he sees some photos of the happy family of Thomas, of James and of Shania, this blissful family, this waning bliss. And he thinks that he would be a better person, that all in the neighborhood, people who live here, 
would appreciate him more, would love him more, would even think that he is the best neighbor and forthcoming neighbor they ever had. And then, and that they, in the end, would be all thankful for him that he replaced this crook, this nobody who didn't deserve it, who played false, sure of it. He, there was something wrong about it. There had to be, and that he would every day live here in this very place, and that life would then be a whole lot different because then he could invite people. He would get to know a girl, a woman, and maybe would have children with her. How he would be proud that he has it all. And maybe a job, but a job Thomas Frederick always imagined would be somewhere where he is in charge, where he is the superior of all others, where people have to look up on him because he is something special. He is, according to Frederick's thoughts, he has saw the world, he has seen the worst, and Therefore, he knows it all. He knows what life really is. He knows what life is all about. And he can tell people all about it. And he must tell people all about it. This would be his work. This would be his contribution for society. That he explains them what life is and what is what it is truly about. Frederick smiles again malignantly. The thought, the thought is flattering. He, he enjoys it. This is the new dawn. He struts on. He moves into the kitchen and he opens the fridge. The fridge is filled with food. Frederick, for a fact, has never seen so much food in his Life halted. Thomas Duncan and his wife buy food in bulks. Why? Because it is cheaper. So they have a fridge and store everything in the fridge. But when Frederick sees this food, he thinks of it as if he would be in, in a fantasy, as if he would be in heaven. He wants to eat of everything. He imagines that he has even forgotten the taste of all different kinds of foods, that he has not gotten anything at all. And he grabs and takes a bite of, of some of the bread some of the sausages of some eggs because he is hungry and he deserved it. He looks around in the kitchen. He imagines what it would look like when this would be all his, when he would get up, even though Frederick 
doesn't know how to cook or how, how to make himself even a simple break fast because his mother never cooked for him. She only brought something from the restaurant leftovers. She never and Frederick's mother didn't know how to cook. So, but for Frederick, now at this very moment, his opportunity seemed plenty. Nothing could stop him. He was sure of it and nothing could ever remove him from this place. This was his home now. He was the he was way better than than some black man like like Thomas Duncan. He was a true and real American who deserved to be here, who deserved this pleasant. People need to understand that. Here at Total Wine and More, you'll find what you love and love what you find, especially our totally low prices. My friends and I are hanging out this weekend, and I'm on cooler duty. These seltzers and sparkling wines are the coolest. They'll make you the king of the cooler. Oh, that sounds good. Wow, I can fill my cooler without emptying my wallet? Find what you love, love what you find. Only at Total Wine and More. With the lowest prices in the DMV. Drink responsibly, B21. Boost your mood in New Jersey. Surprise yourself with new wonders. Stroll beaches and boardwalks. Discover places to dine and catch up with friends. See inspiring art, culture, and history, too. Savor sea breezes and explore all the treasures nature has waiting for you. Rise to the call of adventure or catch a wave into the ocean blue. Find it all at visitnj.org.